All right, we're back here at the Songa Center in Lowell. The score after two periods is UMass Lowell 3, Merrimack 1. I'm Mike Mackin with John Leahy. Ryan Lambert joins us now from Yahoo Sports and College Hockey News. And Ryan, first of all, this game tonight uh, just shows you how weird College Hockey is, right? Lowell not playing as well as last night. Merrimack, I think, playing a lot better than last night. But yet, it's Lowell with the lead here, 3-1 to one after 2. Yeah, it's just one of those things. That's hockey, as yeah. they say. Um, you know, maybe Lowell probably deserves four goals on the weekend from the five periods they've had. You know, they might have all come last night. <laughs> yeah, they would probably prefer it that way. Yeah, yeah. at least one, right? right. But uh, yeah, no, I, I think Lowell. Uh, I, I think they played better in the first period. The second period was almost all Merrimack, um, but Lowell's the one that scored the two goals in it. So that's hockey, like I say. That's right. All right. So let's talk about some of the stuff you've been working on. Uh, you do a lot of work with the analytics and numbers and crunching the numbers and so on. Uh, had a number of interesting articles, I think, on both Yahoo and College Hockey News recently. Uh, so folks can go there to check out your, the stuff that you've been working on. But uh, tell us some of the things that you found been most interesting among the work that you've been doing. Well, uh, I actually, going into this week, I said to myself, oh, I kind of want to write about Merrimack because they they started out the year very well. They, they possessed the puck well. They got really good goaltending. Their offense was producing goals at a rate they, it certainly wasn't last year. Um, but then it kind of dropped off around December or so. And part of that, you obviously say they played BU, they played Quinnipiac, they played Lowell, they played Minnesota. That's a tough slate for any any team in the country, let alone, you know, a team that struggled last year. Um, and so you would say, you know, maybe that's part of it. But I wanted to look at it a little deeper, right? And, you know, especially with last night, they give up 51 shots. <laughs> Uh, Not usually a recipe for success. Yeah, no, and yet they won. But, you know, it, it's one of those things where it was the same thing against Minnesota. They give up a ton of shots, they win anyway. And so I wanted to know, like, why this was happening. And obviously goaltending plays a huge part of it. Um, but also what I found was very interesting was Merrimack's possession numbers were... You know, as you would expect, if you give up 50 shots, were a lot worse. But the rate at which they were generating shots was essentially unchanged from the early part of the season and even from last year oh, yeah. to, to the past 10 games or so. Yeah, um, they were they were averaging 40, 40, 41 shot attempts a game at even strength. Um, what changed was they went from allowing only like 35, 37 to allowing 45, 47, and. So which is probably, you know, a factor of playing better competition. Um, absolutely. They played a bunch of those games on the road, which doesn't help. Um, but, you know, it was such, like, if you look at it as a graph, I, I did a graph on my computer, and it's just, like, a bunch of little hills and then, like, Mount Everest, like, in, in terms of what they're allowing. And I thought that was, you know, what you'd say about Merrimack is that they're really good defensively, and they don't give up a lot of chances, and they don't give up a lot of quality chances. And maybe that's why the goaltending has stayed the same. They're not giving up quality chances, but they are seeding a lot more possession. Very interesting. And also, uh, 
Uh, you were saying about before the game, we were talking about it. You've done some looking at the numbers from last year as well, where we know that you know only eight wins last year, finished in last place, uh, doing a lot better now this year, 15 wins already, and, and battling to finish it in that second tier. In some ways, they are much better than last year, but in other ways that you found, actually very similar. Yeah, again, it's they're not it, from the from especially the first part of the year to last year. Um, essentially, nothing changed except the way the puck was going in the net, both for and against them. Um, at even strength, I think they added 28 points to their save percentage, and I want to say their their shooting percentage more all, more than doubled. Um, and so, you know, that that's going to help you win a lot more games, obviously, even, even if you know you continue to have that same strong possession game. And uh, also, I guess the home versus away, you found that too, right? I mean, is it that? Uh, how do you compare last year to this year, home and away for them? Um, home, they've been more or less the same team regardless, which I, I thought was interesting. Yeah, I wouldn't have expected that last year in particular. I would have thought that they were much better this year home than, than last year. Yeah, they're, they're just getting the bounces now is really what it is. Um, and, you know, some of that is they brought in some very talented freshmen, Brett Saini and all these guys, but... You know, also like the goaltending, Rasmus Harinen's had a much better year this year than last year, um, and Delhi has certainly been a, a, a much more solid backup too. So like, I, I can't remember what the save percentage is off the top of my head, but it's over 930 in hockey, it's close to 940 maybe for both players actually. Both, both, yeah. both, both. And what's that, the average? We're talking about this. It's 910 or something like that. Is the average national in, or in the league? In the league, it's 912. And nationally, it's 909. So if you're 20 points above that, I mean, I, I remember vividly at the, at the Fenway game, uh, Mark Dennehy said something along the lines of, "You don't have 920 goaltending in hockey East. You don't have any goaltending at all." Was basically what he said. And now they're getting substantially more than that, and it's turning into a lot of wins for them. I, I think that I think that makes a lot of sense if you just watch the games and you see, oh, they're not allowing a goal on every 10 shots. They're allowing a goal on every 14. Yeah, which makes a difference. I, I guess if you can also bring the shots down, that helps you too. Yeah, absolutely. And like I say, they, they haven't really brought the shots down necessarily, but they kept it at a low level last year anyway. And, as, and like you say, especially at home, um, they, they seem to do a much better job in, in, just, in terms of just controlling the game and suppressing chances and suppressing shot attempts and that kind of thing, keeping the puck in their attacking zone, which is where you don't get scored on. Yeah, It's interesting, too, because, I mean, we saw the 52 shots last night. You mentioned all they gave up to Minnesota. They gave a lot to Quinnipiac. And, and that was very different, right? The first part of this year, the first, I don't know, 20 games, 15 to 20 games or whatever, uh, and, and in fact, maybe even the first 12 to 15, I think they were out shooting the opponent most of the time and, yeah. and not giving up as many. Of late, they're giving up a lot more. How much of that do you think is the fact that yeah, the, the, the quality of competition has stepped it up, and plus they're playing more games in hockey's versus the fact that well maybe they got a lot of freshmen that, that they're nearing the end of their first year and you know it, it takes a toll on you or something else. No, I do. I do really think it's just the quality of competition is is significantly up in the over the last 10, 11 games than it was in the first fifteen. Um, you know, you're not playing Holy Cross, you're not playing 
um, Mercyhurst, teams like that. Quinnipiac and Minnesota and Lowell the, and BU, these are some of the best teams in the country. Maybe maybe it's not necessarily reflected in the record for all those teams, but in terms of the quality of the player on their team, like Minnesota, I mean, they have some of the most talented players in the country. BU has the, some of the most talented players in the country. So the, it's a slog. Um, and it, and it, it gets a little better for Merrimack over the next couple of weeks, I think. You know, they got, they got the one against BC, but... It'll it'll get a little bit easier, I think. And, and it's all relative, right? I mean, they yeah. had the two with UMass last week, and you go into it and you look at it, and you say, well, you're playing the last place team. But look, I mean, this is the last place team. That regardless, you know, we're going to be able to take three out of four points from them. Right, yeah. And, I mean, in any given game, anything can happen. Yeah. Any given weekend. I mean, you know, well, I, I don't think anybody would look at this Lowell team and say, oh, this is a team that's lost five of its last six yeah, games. Right. And here we are. Um, but... Weird things happen in games, you know, bad bounce on the penalty kill ends up in the back of the net and the whole game's different. I mean, we saw it here where Merrimack could have tapped in two, two, three goals here in the second period. Instead, they give up a shorty and they give up that weird short side goal to Gambardella where, you know, again, that's hockey, right? But over the course of a season, all you can do really is try to play the game the same way in a way that produces positive puck possession. And Merrimack generally does that. They haven't done that over the last couple of weeks, but again, quality of competition and stuff like that. But if you can continually play, you know, kind of the same game, that's what they always say, we got to stick to playing our game, right? The reason they say that is that's what you can control. You can't control a guy breaking his stick and he gives up a two-on-one going the other way. You can't control three deflections on the way into the net. So you, you just have to put yourself in the best possible position to succeed. And Merrimack generally does that. Lowell generally does that. Um, and I would think that, you know, over the last couple of weeks here, both these teams, which haven't been doing so great in the standings lately, but have been generally keeping the puck in the right part of the ice, that, that'll work itself out in a lot of ways, I feel like. All right, Ryan. Uh, your article, the one you mentioned, you're working on for Merrimack, that for CHN. Yes. And uh, when can we see that? Uh, Monday or Tuesday. All right, so on collegehockeynews.com, you can check out his work. Also, Yahoo. What's what's the the, uh, the URL of the Yahoo Sports one? Uh, I would say just uh, do a web search for Puck Daddy because it is a very complicated URL that I never remember. All right, sounds good to me. Ryan, thanks a lot. Good work, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon, hopefully. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right, Ryan Lambert's been our guest here in the second intermission. Our score after two. UMass Lowell leads Merrimack 3-1. We'll be back with more right after this. This is Warrior Hockey.